You're listening to 3 and 30 Takeaways for Moms, and this episode is sponsored by Vionic Shoes, wearable well-being for your feet. I'm not sure how I pictured life at almost 40, but more and more I find myself recommending things that are comfortable and cozy. Whether it's bed sheets, clothing, or furniture, comfort matters deeply to me. And Vionic Shoes are no exception. I'm so grateful to have found a variety of styles that help keep my feet comfortable all day. Whether you're shuttling the kids to extracurriculars, speeding through the grocery store, or prepping for a work deadline, Vionic has the perfect pair of shoes for every occasion. They are truly beautiful designs that look great and support your feet. I love the Kimmy sneaker for fall, and the Jim and Mule slippers are perfect for keeping cozy around the house this winter. Use code 3IN30 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at www.vionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's code 3IN30 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at vionicshoes.com when you log into your account. One-time use only, Bionic Shoes, wearable well-being for your feet. Welcome to 3 and 30, a podcast to help you feel more like yourself within your motherhood. Each 30-minute episode features three actionable takeaways to help you become a more self-assured mom, someone who knows yourself, honors your needs, and loves your people. Listen in to feel encouraged as we learn together how to overcome overwhelm and find more magic in motherhood. I'm your host, Rachel Nielsen. I'm so glad you're here. As moms, the juggle of our schedule and commitments and responsibilities is real. And if you're anything like me, you might feel stressed out by it much of the time. I'm always on the hunt for the perfect productivity and time management system, But what if it could be as simple as just better utilizing the digital calendar on my phone? Today's guest is going to teach us how to get more strategic and savvy with how we use our digital calendars so we can go beyond just inputting appointments and start using this tool to help us manage our mental load. Our guest is Kelly Nolan, an attorney turned time management strategist, a mom of two little girls, and a wife to an ER doctor, so she gets wild, ever-changing schedules. Kelly's realistic time management system, The Bright Method, has been featured in Bloomberg Businessweek, and her work has been published in Forbes, Fast Company, and Parents. I love a really practical and tactical episode like this, especially at this time of year when we're all itching to get organized and productive. So let's dive in. Here's my conversation with Kelly Nolan from The Bright Method. Kelly, welcome to 3 and 30. I am thrilled to get to talk with you today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really thrilled to be here. Well, this is a time of year when I think many moms are wanting to revamp their lives, whip it into shape, figure out how to be more organized, to manage their time well. And you have some really actionable takeaways for that that I'm so excited to learn from you. Give us a little bit of your origin story of how you got interested in the work that you do around time management and helping moms to manage it all, and lighten their mental load? Sure thing. Well, I had been decently organized through college and into law school, but then I actually started practicing law and quickly got overwhelmed. I just, like on the outside, I looked like I had it together, but inside I just felt stretched way too thin. I was constantly anxious I was going to drop a ball, and I just couldn't really be present with friends and family when I had some downtime, the limited downtime, and I looked for help and nothing really stuck. 
And slowly over time, I pieced together this weird little time management system that helped me show up in my roles in my professional life and my personal life in the way that I wanted to. And then I just kept practicing a lot because in my head, I was creating a system that helped me get to where everybody else was. So I thought. And it wasn't until years later that I realized, oh, people feel how I felt and are interested in learning this method. And so that's where the Bright Method came from. And that's what I do now. I, I get to work with particularly women who are hoping to enjoy their lives more while they still get to accomplish what they want to accomplish, but with a lot less stress. Well, I mean, it's so inspiring and beautiful. I'm like, I need you, Kelly. I need you. <laughs> I told you that before the interview started. I feel like time management is a constant struggle for me. And I think I used to berate myself. I still do sometimes when, you know, I berate myself for not, quote, being good at this. But when I can see it through a more compassionate lens, I can see I am managing an insane amount. Like, it's not just that I'm not good at this. It's that we women are holding so much. It makes sense that we're overwhelmed and we don't know how to do it all. And I'm so glad you raised that because I completely agree with you. Like when I was struggling, I felt a lot of shame around it because I mm. thought I should inherently know how to do this, which is just crazy. Again, as you said, like we're managing so much and we probably the most we were ever taught about time management maybe was middle school when they gave us a planner and we talked <laughs> about to do lists. and Like, you know, when other people were cooking our meals and life was a lot simpler and it's just can't keep up often the systems that we've that often got us very far at some point just can't keep up with our life anymore. Mm -hmm. And especially as moms, because I feel like, like you mentioned, that you were decently organized through college. I feel like that as well. I was always a really good student, managed to meet all the deadlines. But then when I had children, <laughs> that throws all of this wild card in. I mean, I have a daughter homesick today that I'm like, wasn't planning on that today. We're going to have to nope. throw that in. And all of a sudden, your schedule isn't fully your own, and you're managing family life, and it's just a lot, a lot, a lot. So help us out, Kelly, and start us in with your first takeaway. We're going to focus on digital calendars today and kind of how they can bless the busy mom's life. So I'd love to hear your first takeaway. Sure thing. So takeaway number one is leveraging a digital calendar to really lighten your mental load and help you ensure that your overall workload is doable. And I say this as a paper lover. I use paper planners until I was practicing law. I still process by writing. I have legal pads on my desk right now. But a digital calendar in the ways that we'll talk about it will become clear is just unparalleled at how it can give you clarity around where your time is going. And one of the ways that it really shines here is helping you make your invisible to-do list visible. And what I mean by that is there are so many things, especially moms, that we do that never make it into our calendar typically, never make it onto a to-do list, but take up hours of our day. So for example, things like showering and getting ready in the morning to overseeing homework in the afternoon, if you have little kids doing bed and bath time with them, preparing all the meals, all of those things, again, never make it onto a to-do list, never make it into our calendar, but really all have to fit together in pretty limited time. And so it's really important to try and get them out of your head. And so what I love about a digital calendar is you can say, let's say, for example, 6 a.m. to 6.45, I shower and get ready. And I repeat it just on work days. Or I say, you know, my Mondays, Thursdays, and Fridays look different than my Tuesday, Wednesdays. And I set that up and repeat it going forward. This doesn't mean that you have to rigidly do that every day, but it gives you the default building blocks 
so that you could drag and drop them as your schedule shakes out and move them around. More importantly, when you do this across all of your invisible to-dos, you start seeing, is what I'm trying to do realistic here? How does it all fit together? You're, you know, it's still a load, but now it's not mental. Now it's, you can, it's outside of your head. You can see how it fits together. You can break pieces off, like specific parts, and give them to a partner and say, I need you to take this part over. And what I love about it is it also shows you the remaining availability you have to give to the more one-off stuff. I think so often we see a ton of white space in our calendar and we say, I can do eight hours of things today without accounting for those invisible to-dos. So we plan an unrealistic amount and then we beat ourselves up at the end of the day for not getting it done when really it's not that we didn't get enough done. It's that we are not appreciating how much we did do and this can really help. And I'll just throw out there that I'm talking a lot about like the logistics of life, but also you can be creative about this. So, you know, I am someone who I love my friendships, but I am terrible at remembering to call my friends. <laughs> so, you know, really thinking about when does the timing work to call that friend on the East Coast with her schedule with kids and mine? Maybe it's when I'm driving back from a you know school drop off or something like that and put it in your calendar for once a week, once a month, things like that. And it doesn't mean that you have to do it at that time, like you're not scheduling an appointment with that friend, but it helps you remember to show up in the, your friendships in the ways that you want to. And again, without your brain having to be an alarm clock that we somehow expect our brains to be and then beat ourselves up when it doesn't happen. And I just love using the calendar in this creative way to think about what are all the things I want to do with my time and let me help remind me to do them in the future and my phone will alert and tell me to do it. And again, I'm showing up in those roles without expecting too much from my brain because my brain is busy with other things. Oh, yeah. Oh, so much here, Kelly, that I want to unpack with you. For those who currently use a digital calendar, you can sort of envision what Kelly is talking about. But if you don't, using like a Google calendar or something like that, you can block off times and then you can you can make them repeat. So it's like every single day I'm doing this in this time or three times a week or whatever. And so that way you're not manually having to write it in every single day. I have a paper calendar and I use Google Calendar as well. And because like you said, I like to process, see it on paper, use it with, you know, my my hand. I'm very tactile. But then also having it on my phone is super helpful. One thing that I love about Google Calendar, and I'm sure there's lots of other really good digital calendars, that's just what I use, is that you can sort of set different layers to your calendar. And so if you don't want to see all of your daily routines on your calendar every single day, you can create a layer that's just for daily routines that you can sort of toggle on and off. You can check so that if you just want to see your appointments for the day, you toggle off the routines and you'll just see the like must do at these times events. And then you can put it back on to see the rest of the stuff that you filled in the blank space and sort of the time blocked sequences. It helps you to see what you're doing with your time. I feel like we think we can fit it all in just because we want to. So we make like a 50 item to do list and we're <laughs> like somewhere this will fit somewhere. But when you actually start to block it out, you realize, no, this stuff isn't going to fit in. And it's not that I am a weakling. It's that it literally doesn't fit. Like I can't cram more. It's like if you imagined a physical space, it no longer fits. I can't cram more into that space. And so I have to get rid of something. And 
I love the time blocking idea and putting it all on the calendar so that you can see what's actually realistic for your life. Absolutely. Let's take a quick break for an announcement and a sponsor. First, the announcement. I want to remind you that my Declutter Your Motherhood audio course is at a discounted price now through January 18th. So just a few more days if you're listening to this on the first day it comes out. By way of background, I taught this workshop to in-person groups many times in 2018 and 2019, but I had to put the workshop on hold indefinitely in March of 2020 when COVID hit. Those were such crazy times, weren't they? As I considered how to bring back the workshop, I knew I wanted to create it as an audio course that women from all over the country and world could listen to on their own time using the best of the best of what I've learned about decluttering your motherhood like you would a Pinterest-worthy closet. If you've been feeling overwhelmed by the stress of motherhood and also a little underwhelmed by the joy of motherhood, where are all those magical moments you were promised? This course is for you. We follow a three-step process. First, we figure out where your overwhelm is coming from, not just in terms of the amount of stuff on your calendar, but more importantly, in terms of the deeper shoulds that nag at you and tell you that good motherhood looks a certain way. Second, we teach you how to let go of some of the expectations and obligations within your motherhood that actually don't spark joy for you or fit you and your unique gifts. And third and finally, we make room for more joy in your motherhood and give you opportunities to dream and plan for fun, meaning, adventure, and connection with your family. If this is piquing your interest, go to 3in30podcast.com declutter to learn more and reserve your seat. This course will be discounted by $30 through January 18th, so go to 3in30podcast.com declutter. And now our sponsor. This episode is sponsored by PrepDish, a meal planning service to set you up for a successful week of recipes that fit your family, complete with a shopping list. Lately, I've been hearing a lot about the importance of protein. Have you too? It's supposed to help with satiety, improving energy, balancing blood sugar, helping with sleep, and more. I could benefit from a boost in all those areas, but also, how exactly do I add more protein to my diet? For the month of January, PrepDish has created Protein Boost meal plans that ensure you get 30 grams of protein at each meal, including breakfast. These menus are quick, delicious, and best of all, they've done the calculations for us, so we know we're getting enough protein when we follow their meal plan. Some of my favorite meals have been the carnita soup, maple mustard chicken with baked potatoes, and the breakfast cherry chocolate protein smoothie. If you want to get the free Protein Boost meal plans, PrepDish offers a two-week free trial to listeners at prepdish.com slash 3in30. You'll also have access to all of their other mouth-watering meal plan options, too. This is a great way to meet your personal protein goals while also feeding your family delicious, healthy meals. Be sure to sign up by the end of January to get the free bonus meal plans. Go to prepdish.com slash 3in30. That's prepdish, P-R-E-P, dot com slash three and 30. And it leads to the second takeaway really well when you're talking about these long to-do lists that I could not agree with you more. I don't know the psych reason why, but we somehow see it all in a list and think if I worked hard enough, I could get all of this done today. Mm -hmm. (laughs) As you're saying, like once you start blocking it all out, you see, I mean, that's the beauty of a digital calendar is if it doesn't fit in the hours of the day, it's objectively unreasonable for you to be trying to do it. And so along those lines, the second takeaway is taking your to-do list, the more one-off stuff, and putting it in your calendar and sprinkling it over time. 
So taking that, you know, 50 item to do list and saying, this I'm going to do at 3 p.m. today. This I'll do at noon tomorrow. This I'll do in two weeks on a Thursday because I see that I can't get to it until then. And start really like punting things out into the future, keeping in mind what's your energy going to be? What do you have time for? And also, you know, does an office need to be open? So put it during, you know, an office time so that you're not staring at this to-do list with five things that require office to be open all day Sunday and it's stressing you out. And we can start really building out, shifting from a list of things we have to do into a game plan of how I'm going to get things done and also get the clarity of like, it's okay. I don't have to do, of course, there's always going to be more to do, unfortunately, but I don't have to do it all right now and I can sprinkle it over time. And again, you can do this using creativity, like in, in ways that you might not think to do it. I had a friend who is a more experienced mom than me. She has older kids. And she gave me the advice, this was years ago, of she's like, I've realized that there are a lot of behavioral and even medical concerns I might have with my kids. And if I just schedule two weeks later, if this is still an issue, deal with it. She's like, I just let it go. And a lot of these things resolve on their own. And I don't need to like spend time and energy and stress myself out ruminating about these issues. Like often they resolve. And it's been so freeing to me as a mom. Like my oldest started taking the bus this year to school and I was like weirdly anxious about it and really stressing out about it. For a couple of days, it was like all I could think about, I mean, not all I could think about, but the guilt of like, should I, you know, this is kind of for my benefit that we're doing this and I feel guilty about that. Should I be driving her to school? All these things. I finally was like, I have 30 days to figure this out. Like that's already in my calendar. Let me calendar out two weeks from now. And that just gives me time to observe. Let us all settle into the routine. You know, I'll I'll just observe until that time. And and the answer became clear without me torturing myself by ruminating all day long about this like decision. Mm -hmm. And it really helps save me from myself, I guess, is, uh, you know, really calendaring out some of these concerns that we might have with that maybe will resolve on their own. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So like in two weeks, I will reevaluate and ask, how is she doing with the bus? And there's a 30 day deadline to let the school district know. And so I'll set a reminder to make a final decision before that due date passes is so much more productive than this constant worrying, ruminating, and wondering about it. I love that advice about like setting a reminder in your calendar of like, is Sally still having stomach aches like two weeks from now? If so, schedule her a doctor's appointment. And just getting stuff out of rumination mode and onto the calendar of when you will deal with it. And until that time, you can let it go. And your brain knows you're not going to forget about it because it's on your calendar. It has a place so your brain can actually fully let it go instead of it staying in the mental load because it, your brain subconsciously believes and knows it's not going to get lost. It's safe on the calendar. It will be revisited. Absolutely. I think it just really so often we feel the need to either act on something right away or ruminate on it because essentially we're afraid if we don't do one of those things, we'll forget. And it's important so we can't, you know, we need to do one of those things. We need to act or we need to think about it. And if we can instead use a system that we can trust to remind us when it's relevant again and that Mm -hmm. we can trust and and like let it go, as you're saying, until that time, we really free ourselves up to focus on more productive things or be present with people that we love, knowing again that that calendar will alert us when it's time. Yeah. So that's so freeing. And then what's your third takeaway for us? So the third takeaway kind of dovetails with these two, but 
it really is using your digital calendar to help you enjoy your downtime more. And before, I know that some people are probably like, yeah, I, you know, schedule self-care. It, it candidly really irks me when I hear like, just schedule time for self-care. I'm like, moms are smart. If it were that simple, no one would have the issue of not having time for self-care. Um, and I love that you call it soul care because that really resonates so much more with me. And so what I hope you see in this process is, you know, as I said, we're always going to have more things to do. And that's really the bummer. But it also is the reality. And we just have to embrace that reality. And if we can use this system to help us see, okay, here are all the repetitive things that I do, like we talked about in takeaway one. And then here are all the one-off things that I do, like we talked about in takeaway two. And I can see how they're going to happen over time. Then I can also protect time for me and really absorb it. Because I think the issue for most moms isn't always, I mean, time is tight, but it's not always, can I find time for that soul care? It's, can I trust that the other stuff can get done if I stop doing, 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 doing for a little bit of time? And by using this system, you can really see in a more objective way, okay, this stuff, I have time protected in the future to do this. I don't need to do it right now. And I can absorb some downtime. And even if you're in the middle of trying to relax and you think of that thing, like a couple months ago, I was trying to read a paperback book and I was like trying to relax. And then I realized, you know, those random thoughts that come into your head that I didn't have dog boarding booked for my dog for Christmas, which can fill up, you know, way in advance. And instead of old me would have ruminated about it or felt like I needed to do something about it in that moment, I could pull up my calendar, see that I had time to deal with it the next morning when they opened schedule the time to do it, know my calendar will remind me to do it, and I can get back to absorbing what I want to do. And that really, I cannot tell you how weird it is. I don't know why, but just by finding the time and seeing that it can work, it really melts the anxiety that I think a lot of us feel around all of the tasks, again, because we're afraid we might forget. What I want to say, though, is some people have tried this before, like time blocking. And if you tried it before and you're like, it didn't work for me, though, so I can't trust this system to help me, what I encourage people to do is really, really try and calendar like 95% of everything you need to do in this system. And the reason for that is you have to trust the system. You have to trust that everything you need to do does have time protected for it in the future and that you can let it go until then. And also when, you know, task A rolls up on your calendar and you're, you're told to do that, that it is the most important thing that you should be working on because the other things are in the future. If you're too worried about, yeah, but I have five other to-do lists with things, what if something on there is more important and those things are not in your calendar, then it makes sense that you're not able to trust the calendar. And so to really get that peace of mind that we're aiming for for you so you can soak in time with family and absorb downtime and really enjoy that time, you do need to kind of really be able to trust the system by putting everything into it. Mm -hmm. So what happens, Kelly, if you realize that you don't have enough time? Like, it gives you peace of mind if you can schedule stuff into the future. But I have had the experience where I can't find a place in the future. Mm -hmm. And so then I think, like, I can't read my book right now because I got to keep cranking on this list because there's nowhere in the next two weeks where this can fit. Yeah, I mean, I know that that's like a that's a bigger conversation about overloading our lives. But I would just love a quick answer from you about kind of what do you do with that if it doesn't fit? It's very relatable and it happens. It's not an easy answer, but what is an empowering answer that can come out of all of this is the realization that you have a workload problem, but it's not a you problem. Because I think a lot of times 
we feel like if I just worked harder, if I was just more disciplined, I could get all of this done. But as we've talked about, like if you can't objectively fit it into your calendar, then it's just objectively unrealistic. It's kind of like trying to pack for a car trip and having a carload of things. And then you decide you have to fly and you need to carry on, but you're trying to pack the car full of things into the suitcase. Mm. It's just never going to work, no matter how we prioritize it or anything like that. And so that can be a moment where we really have to take a step back and figure out, you know, can we eliminate some of this stuff? I think elimination is one of those things that we don't talk enough about in work culture. We kind of prioritize. We're like, these are our top three priorities, but of course we'll still do everything else. And it's like, well, no, you can't fit it all in. And so there can be times where I'll work with clients on for a period of time, let's deal with the backlog. But now we have clarity going forward that we can't take on anything more. And let's even come up with a rule of given everything on the plate for the next two months, the next three months, the next four months, you are not taking on anything new now that you have the clarity. And this is a decision they come to given all this. It's not me telling anyone to do this. Mm -hmm. But it's really getting the clarity of I now truly see where I might have known I was underwater before, I now truly see with more objective visual clarity that I, I cannot do all of this. And so now I can be more empowered to protect boundaries around where I want my time to go and come up with some clarity going forward of how do I say yes and no. But in the meantime, let me deal with this backlog, get things where I need to go, and then moving forward, I'll have that clarity. Yeah, that's a beautiful answer. And I do think that there's some element of just kind of self-confronting and being like, okay, now you can see the evidence with your own two eyes. Like you literally can't do everything that you want to do. And there's yep. there's some grief in that because a lot of the stuff on our to-do lists are genuine wants. Like at least that's where I'm at in my life right now. I feel like I have cut most of the stuff that is fluff that I don't really care about. And what remains is stuff that I really care about. And there's some grief associated with realizing I can't do everything that I want to do and yep. have a healthy body, mind, and soul and relationships. And so I have to let some of it go. Yeah. And one thing that I would just throw out there that has helped me in those moments is the things that I truly want to do is even calendaring them out of, of guessing. You know, I'm like, given my kids' ages or things like that, I could see an opening of being able to do this in six months. And let me just calendar in six months, consider doing this. And we'll find out in the future if it gets there. But it's a little bit easier for me to, instead of saying a hard no to things, is saying maybe this is something I could do next year. Or if it's an annual thing and I, I've decided I can't do it this year, let me calendar when I could start looking into doing it next year. Knowing that it's said so frequently with moms, but it can be a season. And so I, it helps me kind of get clear on when do I think this season might end and I'll have a little bit more opening and let me calendar that out and we'll just see how it goes. Yeah, I love that. Well, Kelly, this has been really helpful and interesting and inspiring. I definitely want to learn more from you. I'm sure those listening do as well. So where can we find more of your work? Yeah, well, if you resonate with this approach, what I teach is the Bright Method and I have a free five-day program that you can learn like the main chapters of the method to see if it's a fit. I'm a big believer that time management is incredibly personal. And so, you know, you want to make sure it's a fit for you. And so you can find that at kellynolan.com slash refresh. And I hope you enjoy it. I find this stuff weirdly fun. So I think you'll have fun digging into it. I do too. So I can't wait to get your five-day class and dive in more. And thank you so much for coming on 3 and 30. Thank you for having me. 
What a fun and practical conversation that I hope will set you up for success as we dive into this new year. If you're already using a digital calendar, I hope you got a few new ideas for ways you can use it to better manage your mental load. And if you haven't been using a digital calendar, I know it can be hard to start a new habit, but hopefully Kelly's takeaways remind you why it's worth pushing through the resistance and trying out something new that may really help you. As a reminder, those takeaways are, first, use a digital calendar to proactively ensure that your overall workload is doable. Digital calendars have that handy repeat events function that allow us to easily and efficiently make our repetitive, invisible to-dos visual. They also make it easy to drag to-dos or appointments to another time slot or day if our schedule gets derailed. And it's easy to share events with a partner or others who are helping us coordinate our lives. Perhaps most importantly, when you get your to-dos out of your head and visually placed into a time slot in your day, you can more easily gauge whether your to-do list is realistic, especially when considering your repeated routines that we often don't consider on a to-do list. Does everything fit today or even this week? Seeing it visually will help you to renegotiate with yourself with kindness, because it will be easier to see that you have a workload problem, not a personal failing problem. Second, use a digital calendar to schedule your to-dos over time so you can let them go until it's time to do them instead of letting them stare you down from a long to-do list. Once you get into the habit of doing this, your brain won't feel like it has to hold on to everything because it will trust the system you've developed for scheduling to-dos in the future. Third, use the digital calendar to actually enjoy your downtime. For moms, it can be hard to enjoy your soul care time because in the back of your mind, you may be worrying that you won't get everything done if you stop to read a book or have lunch with a friend, or go to the gym. The buzz of the to-do list in the background can feel oppressive. But when you've made your schedule visual so you know where everything fits in your day, and you've scheduled your important to-dos to be addressed over time, you can rest easy knowing that everything will fit in the long term, even if you pause to take a breather right now. Before we end the episode, I want to make one other important point. Managing your time is not nearly as important as managing your expectations of yourself. Because you will never feel like you are doing enough, even if you are rocking the most useful time calendaring system in the world, unless you let go of useless shoulds and heavy mom guilt. If your schedule feels stuffed to bursting, it's time to take a step back and ask yourself, why is all of this stuff on here? Do I actually want to do all of this? Does it fit me and bring me joy? Or do I just feel like a, quote, good mom has to do all of this? These are the types of reflections that we dive into in my Declutter Your Motherhood audio course, which is discounted through January 18th, so be sure to go check that out this week at 3in30podcast.com slash declutter. And that's it, my friends. I sincerely hope the takeaways from today's episode will help you to manage some of the weight of your mental load, because you deserve to feel happier and more at ease within your life and your motherhood. You've got this. I'm rooting for you, and I hope you have a beautiful week with your family. Hey, I'm Lizzie Mathis, the host of the Cool Mom Code podcast, where motherhood is your key card to the coolest spot in town. I'm excited to give you a behind the scenes, real talk combo between some of the most influential and tastemaker mamas I know. Subscribe and stay tuned for new episodes weekly on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen so you don't ever miss a beat. See you there.